0: Welcome to Bookpile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim, and today we are going to discuss The Inside Edge, which is by Ashlyn Kane and was published in December 2020 by Dream Spinner Press. Ashlyn Kane is a female author from Canada who primarily writes male gay romances. Dream Spinner Press is a Florida based LGBTQ independent publisher who specializes in gay romances. Per their website, Dream Spinner press publishes gay male romance stories in all genres while working while works do not need to be graphic they must contain a primary or strong secondary romance plotline and focus on the interaction between two or more male characters the main characters of the story must end in a gay or gay polyamorous relationship other relationships heterosexual lesbian mixed gender polyamory are acceptable in secondary pairings or as part of the development of a main character The plot for the Inside Edge is, after finalizing his divorce, ex-hockey player Nate Overton arrives back to his sports telehost job to discover his co-anchor has been replaced. Nate now has to find chemistry with his new co-anchor, flamboyant former figure skater, Aubrey Chase. Both are about to discover that it's not only on-screen chemistry that they have. I was so close. So... First, I don't know why, but, like, looking at Dream spinners, like publishing requirements kind of irked me. <laughs> yeah, Kim's Kim's pointing
1: <laughs> me too. That irritates me,
0: yeah. like, I don't I get the need for gay romances. it i I mean, just for Sarah and I trying to find a Christmas themed holiday winter romance for gay characters, it's definitely an underserved grouping. but, like, Claiming to be LGBTQ and then not being inclusive to all LGBTQ plus kind of rubs me the wrong way.
1: Um see for me it more led to it kind of um and if this gets into the book itself, but it kind of lends to explaining why I didn't find the writing great on this. If you're gonna limit to such an extent who you're going to accept submissions from based on what's written, you're not necessarily going to get a wide sampling of more skilled writers.
0: Yeah. which did I get? They're independent published, which means that the quality can be kind of iffy as is at times, not to say that there isn't some really good independently published stuff, but there can be iffiness. Um, I just like, like, If you're going to be primarily male lovers, then don't claim to be LGBTQ+. Say that you're, you know, catering to specifically people who like reading male-to-male lovers or for gay men. What do you think, Sarah? Got any thoughts on that or doesn't matter to you?
2: No, doesn't seem weird to me if they're trying to target, cater to a specific audience. Like, all right.
0: Okay. I think it was more the wording for me. Like it's I was gonna make a comment and then I realized I can't because yeah. Um it's the word choice, I think, for me. Like, but I guess it comes down to being like you go onto their website and they're like, and other LGBTQ identities. So like being pansexual, being, you know, asexual, any of those, they're not even trying to like include you. Unless it's male lovers, then they'll include you. And so, it, it as a, a woman who doesn't necessarily, you know, have exclusively interest in men, and obviously could not end up being part of any of these dynamics, or the end results of these dynamics, I don't know, it kind of bothers me.
1: But, I mean, so. I, I'm with Sarah in the sense that, you know, if that's the, what they want to publish, that's what they want to publish, so, you know
0: not faulting them for wanting to publish something so narrow i just don't like the word on the website um if if you're gonna and and it comes to a larger sense with the lgbtq community those who are not gay or lesbian tend to have problems of being actually included within the community it's a long-standing thing so that's where it triggered me is is that that reminder of you know there are a large portion of this queer community who choose to lessen their peers. So, but I'm going to step off my soapbox now. <laughs> um, so Sarah, what did you think of this book?
2: Um, it was fine. I thought it was kind of average all around. Um. Yeah, I mean, also, it's been a while since I read it. Uh, yeah, I so apologize for that. A little fuzzy, but... Uh, yeah, I that's, that's kind of how I felt, though, when finishing. I was like, okay, that is a book I read. Didn't have a problem reading it. But at the end of the day, it's just like, it was fine. That That's my overall feeling. Kind of like... Um, a book that you pick up from the airport to read on a flight. Like how I picked up that one book, which was an absolute disappointment. I wish I had picked up this book instead because I would have been like, this is the kind of quality I expect from an airport purchase. Just a book. Oh, it's fine.
1: Nothing right. My wrong
0: airport purchase was amazing. Um, I thought you
2: gave that one four stars.
1: I think it's oh. kind of funny that you talk about airport purchase, and that's like something that happened throughout this, this story. I, I thought that was kind was of funny. It? Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, that's right. One of them was like the figure skater. He, airport, liked, right? yeah, he liked yeah,
1: he liked the airport books because they
0: traveled over. <laughs> yeah, I remember that because I remember him talking about how happy he was with his airport purchase. I was like, that Sarah was not gonna relate to that.
2: <laughs> Absolutely not.
0: But no, I think I gave little Eve five stars.
2: I remember you gave more stars than I gave my book. And I was like, well, at least <laughs> one of us ended up happy with our purchase. Yeah, I gotta see here real quick. Let's see here.
0: I'm like, cause I'm not. Oh man. Oh, I did give it four stars, but I think it was like a four point five. Um, but I didn't. I didn't want to round. I didn't feel I could, should round up to a five star. It was enough that I went and turned around and ordered a bunch of books from the library from that author. Like I liked it enough <laughs> that I wanted to read that author more. Um, so I was happy with my airport purchase. Um, but it had been on my radar for a while. So kim what did you think about the inside
1: edge Uh, i'm with sarah it was a book it was read um it wasn't horrible it wasn't great um i i can get i could get really nitpicky into the writing on it um this author doesn't have a voice and it's just something that that is a very uh ear thing you you have you tend to have a voice and you're Voice shouldn't be the same for every character, and the descriptors and and the voice never varied. It, it, the 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 two men talked the same. The writer, when she was writing descriptions and what what not, it it was the same. So I would expect to pick up another book by her and it sound exactly the same. And um, yeah. So it was the writing mostly for me. I was not impressed with it.
0: So, for me, this book was bland. It, like that's the best descriptor that I can give for it is it just felt bland. and i think I think the thing that would draw people to it was the very thing that I skipped throughout the entire thing, which were the sexual interactions because something, like, it was, I can't remember if it was the way they talked to each other, or there was some description in that first sexual interaction, and I went, I, I'm, I don't want to read this, uh, and it, it wasn't because it was two men, I've read plenty of stuff where it's two men, um, well, not plenty of stuff, but I've read some stuff where it's two men having sex, um, I think, and also, like, totally random, but in American Gods, when it has the two men interacting with each other, um, I think that's, like, some of the best, like, cinema for an intimacy scene that I've ever seen um so like it's not because it was two men I want to clarify it was something I think like he instantly called him like sweetheart or something or their pet names they used right away that I was like what this is a one night stand and why 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 are we establishing pet names and like it just I ended up skipping all of those parts I'm sure they were well-written. For other people, I am sure some people would enjoy it. I did not. And everything else in between was bland. Um, even to the point where they couldn't manage to ruin my favorite <laughs> trope, because it was too bland to ruin it.
2: <laughs> Only one bed? Yeah. yeah. Or trapped together or something, I think? Yeah, yeah. forced
0: Force proximity.
1: Didn't. Yeah.
2: Forced
0: proximity combined with one bed trope is, like, one of my favorites. And I, I, like... When they got to that snow scene and they had to share the same room, I went to Kim and I'm like, "Do they ruin it? Am I gonna hate this?" And she's like, "No, you'll be okay." And sure enough, I read it. I was like, "Okay."
1: It, like I think it what I like- said was, "You'll be okay," but I haven't been reading the sex scenes because I did I didn't like the the sex in this book at all. I thought it was. <sighs> oh sarah yeah, go ahead sarah i i can't i can't come up with the words without sounding rude so
2: <laughs> so go the ahead. sex scenes um i mean i read them i do find them more tolerable when there's no vaginas or nipples involved um <laughs> doesn't mean i you no know men them, have but, nipples know. right yeah i know but they don't usually focus <laughs> on it and like <laughs> sucking on people's breasts always just like ugh, gives me the willies um <laughs> so <laughs> If yeah. they don't go into details, it's like if they, I think it might've mentioned the word nipple like once or twice, but again, no fixation on it. So that was cool. All the same though, like I do not read
1: these books for smut, but are you going to say something, the, Kim? Yes. There was a lot of reference to bodily fluids. That is true. There was I a lot of that. I have a thing about bodily fluids. You can ask Amber. I can't watch te- people brush their teeth teeth on tv if it comes up on a show i turn it off i can't watch it it grosses me out on a level i can't describe and there was one scene in particular i, I don't even know if i even want to get into the description of it i hated it and it threw off the entire book for me so okay
0: okay to clarify i know what she's talking about and i'm going to describe this in the most pg way manner that i can't so sarah knows what scene she's talking about
2: pg way manor i know that's that was amazing
0: <laughs> i word well am i good to continue yes, or do we need you want to pause no so, and that's food for somebody so the first night aubrey stays at nates
2: they do you the say that is the, oh okay i thought you weren't gonna elaborate and i was like no no no. no 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 no
0: They do the deed. And then for some unclear reason, Aubrey doesn't use the shower in said room, walks across house, apartment, uses a different shower, and in the process, certain bodily fluids...
1: Plop off of him when he's in the shower.
0: Slop off as if he were a woman who had it within her body.
1: Right. And so because I do this to my poor husband, I asked him if, if, if for some reason, because, you know, he deals with that type of bodily fluid more than, than I do. Um, if In for some reason situation. he had it on the <laughs> exterior of his body, would he be able, basically I was asking him how sticky this stuff actually is. Cause I don't deal with it that way. And he said, no, there's no way he could walk across the house and have it stay on his body until he got into a different room and then have it plop onto the ground. It, it just would not happen. Um, and and it, it grossed me out on a level that I can't even describe. I mean, like, why would you even walk across the house with a big glob of cum on your body? Why would you do it? Why, <laughs> why, why would anybody on the planet do that?
0: I would I would like to be clear. I managed to go through that entire thing without using that word. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> is is was. Was. Our audiences are pretty mature, but you know, Come and we talk about worse things.
1: Ejaculate. I yeah, there's a lot mm. of words we could use for it.
2: But yeah, so it is. No, yeah, it is. I was like, oh, I'm drawing blanks, man. <laughs> I've read so much smut. Um so. And for me, like between
0: the weird pet names, and then Kim warning me about that, I was like, "That that scene does not sound like someone writing from an understanding of a male perspective."
2: Oh well, That's- I would also like to add on to what I was saying before. before oh, go ahead. Sorry, right. go ahead.
0: We I did take, take that over. over.
2: Sorry. A lot of smut. Um, I don't know why I wanted to say that, but uh, <laughs> I have experience reading smut male on male. And this came off very fanfic-y, like this kind of fixation on the details during the act. Very, very, And just what they did was just like straight out of any fanfic ever. And the thing that really made me laugh or get annoyed, I couldn't decide, is again, women writers, especially fanfic writers, they do this. Where every time there's penetrative sex, they have to, like, open each other up with their fingers. And, like, I have read things by gay men who are like, I don't know where you guys got this idea, but this is not something that we do. That's not how sphincters work. And (laughs) no one I know in my circles does this. I mean, I guess if you're into it, it might be kind of a thing, but it's usually not just foreplay or to stretch people open because it's just it's just not so anytime they do that in a book it's like yeah well. and, and
0: that's Tell my me biggest you don't problem. know what you're writing about without telling me yeah. you don't know what you're writing about
1: and that that is my biggest problem with women writing male-on-male sex i have no problem with male-on-male sex i don't care yeah i think i think some of the most romantic scenes i've ever seen has been male-on-male uh characters and i'm talking about romance not sex yeah but, um you know it, it. But when suddenly, and they this didn't come up so much in this book, where one of them suddenly becomes very effeminate in in the process of having sex, that irritates me on levels I can't even describe. Except,
0: except, except, Aubrey was pretty feminine through the entire thing. That like, that
2: that like, he I,
1: wasn't effeminate. He was flamboyant.
2: There is a difference. She used the word flamboyant three times in a short period of time in yes. the first half of the book but and i was like she was trying to, trying to make swords.
1: who's the who's the figure skater she wanted uh, him to be that figure skater i can't remember the gentleman's name he is, aubrey. He is awesome no no no, no, no. no, no the, aubrey, the actual, the actual um,
0: okay yeah no the the clear that you said fan fiction i was like yeah you mean this is just fan fiction involving and i i don't know his name i don't know figure skating uh i feel like though aubrey was still was already like Written as, like, this cliche flamboyant Johnny Weir. Yeah. Johnny Um, Weir. Johnny Weir. But I feel like Aubrey was already written at such a high, like, cliche stereotype of a flamboyant gay man that she didn't have to risk feminizing him because she was already going for, like...
2: Like, I don't know. I didn't... He did not come off as that feminine to me, but also, like... Even if he had, it wasn't written as if it was a bad well, thing. Was- and there are flamboyant gay men. So it's like, you can't yeah. just say exactly. anytime and they appear that it's a stereotype. That's just erasing thing- that type of person. The All one thing i say-
0: so bland; It felt like it was just falling into the stereotype.
1: The one thing I will say that I think she did well. Is she took stereotypes, but she kind of twisted them. So we have Aubrey who is this very flamboyant figure skater. Much like Johnny Weir, and and Johnny Weir is a a wonderful human being. He you know he he's defensive of his his community. He is accepted by you know he does sports casting in the in that sort of thing. Um, yeah. And um, what's the other dude's name? I'm drawing a blank right now. Aubrey. Other dude. Nathan. 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 Um. Whilst he was a very masculine sports character meaning he's a hockey player she started off with the get-go he was gay and openly gay um that's not something you would expect in this type of book and so i i enjoyed that aspect of it i say enjoyed in quotes there it wasn't enjoyable i just i was surprised she didn't have him appreciated it he wasn't married to a woman and then they got a divorce because he was you know finally accepting the fact that he was gay he was there all along and he was in a gay marriage ended in divorce and then he was moving on um I appreciated that of the story
0: I did appreciate that is is the the fact that we weren't going to sit here and play the whole oh but you know it's going to ruin one of our careers if we kind of come out except like that did start to come in at the end there a little bit
1: it wasn't that they were coming out is that they were together yeah
0: that's why I said like kind of like kind of Like, still managed to come around, but it wasn't the primary focus of it. And I was glad about that because I was a little worried that was going to be the primary Mm -hmm. focus. And I was like, I really, I really don't want to play the, oh, it's bad to be gay. Now we must learn to accept ourselves. Um, I don't know where that voice came from. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very tired.
1: Um, You're very tired.
0: But yeah, I. So, and then all the other secondary characters—I can't even remember their names. I know there was a lesbian couple.
1: It Callie took me, me the Killie, longest. It took me the longest time to figure out that they were both female, um, because one of the names came across as it could have been. It was kind of androgynous. Yeah, and the, the descriptors. I don't know if I just wasn't picking up on it in the very beginning. Um, It took me about well, it took me till the interaction between Nathan and the kid before I realized that there was two moms. You know, and and uh, I was like, it was pretty
0: vague there at the beginning on that, anyways. So I don't, I don't blame you on that. I think it took me until like both moms stepped out that I was like, oh okay, this is a
2: lesbian wedding. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I mean, like I figured that was. I don't know. That's how I read it, like, from the start. I don't
0: know. And to be fair, it has been a while since I read it. I, I can't say that all the brain cells were engaged in this process. Um, I can't remember why. I, there was something about that week that had me pretty... Ow. Not pretty ow. I was pulling on
2: my cuticle. I don't know why. Um.
0: Focus. Oh, Oh, it's
2: it, it's I just not don't there. know why the author chose to name one Kelly and the other Kelly because it's like, why?
1: Yeah, you it just added to the blandness. An infinite number
2: of names to choose from. You chose <laughs> why
1: not just name them
2: both Kelly? Kelly yeah. with a an Y and Kelly with a Y. Yeah, just really fuck with people.
0: But yeah, I, I felt like I'm like so I'm like trying to think of other secondary characters that we can discuss, but it was so hard to remember them.
1: And uh, there wasn't any... There's inter- like really a manager
2: inter- or producer yeah.
1: or something. Oh, Jeff! Yes. There, there wasn't any interaction with them. Hardly. I, no. or, I say any. I, I'm being extremist. It, uh, there wasn't development in those
0: interactions. Yeah. Unless it was driving the main characters.
1: And, and the main characters were by themselves all the time. I, I don't know how you can work at a studio and not interact with any of your coworkers at all. I guess except not irrelevant to the story. Yeah. So, you know, let's just It did
2: ignore. make I mean, it again, for a pleasantly short story, though. Yeah. yeah it's where that kind of fanficky feel comes in where they just cut out all the extra stuff. They just want their two characters interacting, which Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So, um There's not really much to say about it I read I did I literally read that first sex scene and I I did not they started in on the the back of the couch and I'm like nope i'm done and I just that's done and then the next I don't even know how many how many sex scenes there were. I did not significant number. Yes, I. I didn't read a word after the first one. one. I feel like
2: there were at least three pretty graphic ones. There may have been yeah. ones that were less There were some detailed. lesser
0: ones that started to do like kind of a fade to black, particularly towards the end. Well, that's the thing. I, I don't know why, but this is such a pet peeve I have with certain romances where we, we get our development to lead into the sex. Then we have to have our really graphic, like, two to three sex scenes and then it's like, oh, okay, this is probably too much sex now. So for this last half of the book, we're gonna, like, I guess, focus on plot finally because we've finally done the titillating thing and we're gonna kind of hint that they're still having sex. But now we're gonna fade to black because, like, we've done the graphic stuff. So, like, there's no need to, like, keep up with it. And you just, want
2: like, them to keep up with it?
0: I want them to either be able to better pace themselves out so it's, like, graphic, not graphic, graphic, not graphic, graphic, not graphic. Or... Or if you're not going to sustain the same level or build your graphic content to a peak that a book should have, don't do it. Don't do it. If, if you're not, if you're not aiming to have your graphic content so what lead is, to climax. Is,
1: is your writers have a um, problem with premature ejaculation? Ejaculation.
0: <laughs> I hate when that happens. I don't know why.
1: I hate when... That's how it like, they... always
2: happens in these kind of books.
1: Yes. I, I hate I, it. I hate when they... It's like, can we not jump into sex the f- third time we've met each other? You know, it's... it's And and, and I, I don't have a problem with one-night stands, and I don't have a problem with any of that. But we're not writing a one-night stand. There's not a romance story in a one-night stand. And And that's another thing that this writer did, was call out the trope. If if you call out the trope and then you write the trope, that's just saying you're a lazy writer. Amber wants to speak. She's waving her hands. Speak.
0: <laughs> if you want an excellent, 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 excellent one nine stand that like leads to romance. I just read Kiss Her Once for Me. And it was amazing how this author did it because. From the very beginning, you're told this character met someone last Christmas. She fell in love with her in a day. Was shocked because she's demi, demi-romantic, demi-sexual. Something happened the morning after that they parted ways. You don't know what, you don't know why. And then then a year later, her life is absolute shit. It has fallen apart. And she gets into a fake dating with one person. That person is the first person's brother. And then you're watching this delicious absurdity as these two fall back in love with each other while she is falling in love with his family. Doesn't love him. Does not love him. And be, what I love is you get to it and they're like, how, how, because it sounds absurd. And they are like, why would this be the guy that you're willing to fake date out of all the men that fake date? It's because he looks like the freaking woman she fell in love with. <laughs> she has a type. <laughs> and so it just like, it worked. It worked. It was a one night stand in a true sense of it ending up being a one night stand.
1: Okay. So let's go back to the book. We're actually discussing.
0: And know, the fact just, that they I didn't that do
1: that. No. <laughs>
0: one night stand with someone you work with? How does that work? Is that really a one night stand? I'd ask you guys, but I know neither of you have had one night stands with people you work with. So.
1: <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't have any experience with that. And I couldn't say whether it works or not. I, I wouldn't sleep with somebody I work with other than I do actually sleep with somebody I work with. So. <laughs> who
2: you also happen to, it, to. happen to be
1: married to happen to be married to have several children before,
2: with before working for
0: anyone yep. thinking that that is way more titillating than it is um, <laughs> <laughs> oh and i was dying at the look on your face sarah because that was a total like have you seen the people i work with <laughs> and i have <laughs>
1: You used to be one of them.
0: I used to be one of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, too funny.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I I don't know how that is a one-night stand. Like, there should be a separate, like, like, identifier for when it's, like, a coworker, like a weird hookup. A one-night hookup, maybe? It's like, one-night stand to me implies that you see each other and then... The implication is you know you'll never see each other again. But like yeah. If you know your guys are going to see each other tomorrow at work
1: and um, if you're so turned on by somebody that you can't control the fact that maybe it's a bad idea to sleep with them because you do have to see them the next day, you're not very mature and that's invest, that's
0: invest in the effort to be in a relationship yeah, with them
1: yeah. or don't touch them yeah one or the other yeah uh, anyway i mean we could bitch I, about this all night but i don't uh, think sarah wants to because she looks like <laughs> christ they're gonna bitch about this all night long
2: oh sorry that's just my
1: face i was
2: <laughs> off somewhere else yeah. <laughs> i was
0: gonna say i don't know that sarah was here because I was about to ask if she what had thoughts it, on it about, but I'm I mean, seeing. you were just getting
2: <laughs> really like picking, not picking, but um, breaking down this concept of a one night stand. I just, I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't care. So I was like, I did not think about it this hard. <laughs> I just read it. I I didn't think about it this hard. I just Are about sure? it Are you sure? Because now? you just
1: talked about it for like no. 15 minutes about how it is. We don't have to think abilities. about something before we can rage about it.
0: I was gonna say no I just like like the thought triggered and then it was just word vomit about my (laughs) passionate disbelief in this situation it was not that I actively thought about it now at the time I might have thought that's not a fucking one night stand but like I didn't like map out my tangent I just thought it was
1: stupid I just thought it was just absolutely stupid as he's sitting there going I shouldn't be doing this I shouldn't be doing this and then he does it and still has to see the guy the next day and then it's like oh how do we avoid each other you I mean, were literally sitting at a desk together. To be literally. fair, that is
2: also kind of the premise of Merry Little Me Cute. Like, we're just going to get it out of our systems. Just one but, nice little photo. Yeah. But, <laughs> and, and I didn't like they, that either. And they
0: didn't call it a one night stand.
2: It Again, was, let's get. You're really splitting hairs on this one night
0: stand. <laughs> I, <going laughs> I am. I am. Because for them, it was very much a we're getting this out of our system and like instantly recognized that they were going to fail at it as soon as they actually hooked up they're like okay oh, they did not
1: instantly recognize they talked through that entire book about how the next time was the time they were getting it out of their system Okay, there's a,
0: there's a difference between like
1: I yes no Are i like, agree with you there is difference between thinking you're going to go into a one-night stand it's not a one-night stand you have yes. to see the person the next day and that's um, what i was going
0: to say is is Mary little meet cute they actively were like we have to see each other, but we're gonna we're gonna work out this this pent up need and work around having done this. In this, these two were treating it with the immaturity of like it's a one night stand. We're just gonna play this really weird role playing game where I'm picking you up as a one night stand, so we don't have to address the fact that you know we need to talk about how we're gonna handle this in a healthy way.
1: Instead, it was you know a role play game,
0: and then we and,
2: you know and just I would say ignored that it. The
1: author author would defend herself in saying that she addressed um Aubrey's past sexual bad choices. Um so but again that's that's to me is the author loading the the solution ahead of time. Instead of writing it well, it's okay, I'm just gonna tell you that this character has problems with this in the past, and that's why they can't handle this well. And it's just like, one, quit telling me what he did in the past, and and show it to me through action because he didn't line up, uh, line,
0: line up with all of his one night stands, like just a, a continuous scene of him running <laughs> into them, like, oops, sorry, oops, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I
1: got that. It was the impression that everybody he knew he slept with, but anyway,
0: I got that impression too, and then like, but it never. They never awkwardly ran into one of his one-night stands. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway. I don't have much more I can say about this book. None of the characters. Yeah, meant anything.
0: I, I think this is going to be a shorter episode. I've been trying to drag it out because we've only been talking for like 20 minutes, I think. Um,
2: really? any... I feel like that was the entire time it took you to get to the one-night stand thing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Yeah,
1: but true. I'm kidding.
0: No, it didn't take me 20 minutes to rant about one night stands. I could rant about one night stands for 20 no, minutes.
1: we're done. We're done. We're done with that.
0: We're done. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts before we head into the ratings?
1: No.
2: I just wish there had been more sports stuff.
1: Yeah. Kind of shame that they were just commentators. Um, and then never commentated on anything. They did. Did they? Yeah, I
2: mean, there was hockey stuff that I had no idea what they were talking about, but, you know.
1: Kind um. of. Yeah. Oh! What? I have
0: I have two things that I want to mention. So, I, I don't know why, but I highlighted this, and I think it's because it annoyed me. And it said, fortunately, Aubrey still held him firmly by the back of his neck. I've been in love with you For so fucking long, Nate. How Nate wanted to ask, and I thought the same. (laughs) I was like, you have known each other for like a month at this point, because this is about page like one hundred. It's like you have known each other for about a month. How can you have been so in love with someone for so long when you haven't known each other long? (laughs) Yeah. No, and then, and then there was another one. Let's see here. Oh, it was just that one. I was just like, how? It was on hundred page 137. I was just like, how, how? How is that possible? This doesn't make sense. I feel like the author was trying to go for like, you know, those situations, that trope where you like, you instantly fall in love and you're just denying that you love each other. And I feel like they were trying to trigger that, but like they hadn't established that before this statement. <laughs> And so it was really weird. And I was just like, red flag. If someone tells you they have been in love with you for so fucking long and they've not known you so fucking long, run away. <laughs> run away.
1: <laughs> they could have been stalking you ahead of time.
0: <laughs> yeah, run away. Just, just, that's a red flag, people. Red flag. Uh, okay. You guys want to get into the ratings now? Sure. Okay our first rating is how exciting kim what was your excitement
1: two i I was actually clarifiers i was repulsed by parts of it so um, okay yeah no
0: sarah uh
2: three
0: okay uh mine was a 1.85.
2: Nice use of the decimals.
0: Thank you. Because I felt like two was like too generous. But like one was too harsh. (laughs) But I was definitely leaning closer to the two than the one. So we went with the 1.85. Ease of reading, Sarah.
2: Uh, Like a 4.5. Okay. The sex Him. scenes were definitely oh. more cringy. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no you're good. No.
0: I thought you were so done. It. There was a pause. Go ahead. Yeah, just uh,
2: sex scenes could get kind of cringy. I still read them, but there were times when that definitely slowed me down. And also I was like, oh, my God, if I had read this beforehand, I would not have like been like, hey, let's do this one, guys.
0: <laughs> to be fair, I did give you like a list of five books.
2: You gave me three books to choose from.
0: No, no, Um, you narrowed it down to three. No, you gave me three. Oh, I started with a list of five then and two of them didn't seem very good. And so I gave you the three that I thought you would like and this is the one you picked.
2: Um, I don't remember what the first one was and the third one had like a murder mystery element that I was like, I don't want to read a murder mystery. I don't think
1: there's any judgment in picking the book. Yeah, no, no, no. Nobody had read anything and it sounded- but we've read books in the past that were that were homosexual and um sports and and they it worked and so there's no reason to think it wouldn't possibly work again and it didn't work this time and
0: i'll clarify at one point sarah and i did try to see if maybe we could find something else which involved us going through goodreads and searching for (laughs) gay christmas romances and if anyone is ever doubting how difficult it is to find a winter gay romance, it is very hard. And of, like less than a like fifty in, maybe twenty five in, we suddenly had like diaper kinks going on.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, there was some age play stuff. Um, yeah,
0: that took up like a good portion of of this list. And I, I, I will well, it was say, like three
2: books, but
1: yeah, but it was small like there was. Size. A,
0: Yeah, so well sample size. So it was a significant amount. And there were still some that like had some like really like niche kinks going on there that I was like, I don't think this is a representation of the gay population as a whole for what they want to read at Christmas. I think this is just what certain people have wanted to have wanted to write. I could be wrong. I will wholeheartedly say that I have not talked to a gay man about his Christmas romance niche requirements. So, you know, but we we definitely were working with a limited podcast safe, might be interesting selection. And we had tried to give Kim her horror books. Um, I had gotten my porn star book. So I was trying to give something I thought Sarah would enjoy, knowing that last year she really did not like any of the Christmas books that we did or holiday books because we also did one that was Hanukkah. Um Matsubal. Ball.
2: I only remember Matsubal and Toy Soldiers or whatever, Toy Shop, Toy Store. Whatever. Oh,
0: I
1: love that story.
0: I think those were it. There might have been one more though.
1: I might have to nope. read that again. Time. yeah oh she's got time. Yes. It, it, it's christmas time it's time to read it again i might have to do that
0: but yeah so i had tried i had tried really hard to find something that would fit sarah's acceptability in a very very limited very limited selection although apparently there's one book that's making the rounds on tiktoks that we should have done and i think it was um
2: I don't Something really care a, what people are talking about on TikTok. About Mr. Grinch. Oh boy, that sounds exciting.
0: It's a gay romance. I'm just saying it might have been the better pick. Because apparently oh, it's Oh, okay, so good. it doesn't
2: actually have the Grinch from Dr. No, no, no,
0: no, no. It's is like like Grinch Dr. Seuss? I don't even fucking know. Yes, yes, he is. No, this was, um. Mm-hmm. Your mean one, Mr. Grinch. No, that's a
2: song. <laughs> Could also be a book, but you know what? I might actually have that book on my want to read. Really, really, Matthew Prince, you're a mean one, Matthew Prince.
0: I don't think so. Twenty two. Let's see here. Maybe that is it. Are your yeah? That one's on my want
2: to read list. Matthew, if it's that one.
0: Yes, I think I had suggested that one, and initially you said no, or
2: it had something I want to read. So I know,
0: but I don't think at the time that you had heard of it.
2: Now I have to. I really wish I could find the suggestions that you had put because. um... Oh, I know that they were weird because I was I worked on lists.
0: Or I looked at this and it mentioned the Grinch and I went, oh God, Sarah's not gonna like this because I feel like you probably have an anti-miss or how the Grinch stole Christmas attitude. So
2: A what? I could
0: be mistaken. <laughs> I said, you have an anti <laughs> how the Grinch stole Christmas
2: attitude. Oh, okay. There you go. I was like, I don't understand anything that you just said in that like.
1: Well, this one would have been better just by the fact that it's written by a gay man. So
2: I know that probably
1: would have improved it tenfold. I
0: swear I looked at this and there was something about it that ruled it out. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. So we were on ease of reading
1: Tim. <laughs> Four. Uh No. You know what? No. Okay. We'll address the fact that I would not read the sex scenes. So we'll give it a two.
0: I realized why I ruled it out. It only came out last October and I didn't think Sarah would be able to get it to her from her library in time. And I didn't want her to listen to her complain about me having a second Christmas book that she would have to have purchased um, in order to I had
2: to buy the Inside Edge. (laughs) Man,
0: I own that book now. (laughs) I know, but that's why I originally ruled out the one, and then I discovered, you. then I gave you the three, and then I discovered you couldn't actually borrow the Inside Edge. Um, But the process of elimination had eliminated that one early on because of that. Okay, so you gave it a three. I gave it a four for ease of reading, mostly because when the sex scenes did come up, it was very easy to flip through them and find when they edit to continue (laughs) going on. Um, So, and it's not a long book. It's like 224 pages. So when you eliminate half the book for sex scenes, it doesn't take long to read. And then emotional reaction, Sarah? Like a 3.2. Okay. Any clarifiers or just 3.2? I
2: mean, for the most part, didn't really have a strong emotional reaction. That was the thing, right? Emotional reaction? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So I didn't really feel strong emotions, but I did kind of like enjoy, you know, I was satisfied with the ending as it worked up to the ending. So it's not like I was completely unmoved. I was like, oh, okay, that was nice. And then I was done. Okay.
1: Him. I don't know. What does emotion, uh, revulsion come out to? I don't know what I gave this ultimately.
0: But, like a one uh, or a two i would assume yeah uh, you gave the
1: what you mean your star rating yeah overall i know we're not you're there not yet, at but,
2: overall mm-hmm. okay, then i won't say but like uh
1: <laughs> i'm looking right now but you know uh yeah i feel like you're gonna be shocked by yourself uh, no i i'm not shocked i i my ratings overall ratings are you know they're kind of politically correct for lack of a better way to phrase it, I'm just like, whatever, whether I like the book or not, I'm just like, whatever, I'm gonna give it that because I don't really. You're
0: lying think about to the it. masses.
1: I am. I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm lying. But no, uh, my emotional reaction, I'll just give it a three. It, the rest of it was no, no, boring. no.
0: I had to listen to you discuss that come scene four <laughs> separate times. You're giving this a one or a fucking two. No three nonsense. I had to listen to you, bitch. I think yeah, I mean, dad you know has more,
1: more room to complain about me bringing this up than you do. So, um, two, sure. Two. Okay.
0: I will accept a two. I do accept a three. Are you going <laughs> to yell at me about
1: my overall? Let me do my overall right now since we're no! on. No, no, we're not because I haven't
0: given my emotional reaction. Mine was also a two. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because I just. Meh. It wasn't neutral, but it wasn't like negative. It was just not neutral. Okay. Now, Kim, your overall rating.
1: In Goodreads, I gave it a four. (laughs) Got to the end of it. I had to give it a rating. Four is easy to tap on the screen.
0: You know, all of them
1: are easy to tap on the screen. (laughs) I was going to say,
0: you know that they're just little stars and you can do it on your Kindle. You don't even have to go into the Goodreads app. You just, it, it it shows you the stars and. Oh, well, I guess you're I right-handed, so I guess, I guess five you're and being four an are ass. closer
1: to you. You are being <laughs> like, an ass. I do it on my Kindle.
0: <laughs> I know, but I had to, I was about to be like, one and two are the first numbers nearest your hand, and then I remembered your dominant hand is different mm-hmm. than mine, so mm-hmm. one and two are closer to my left hand, but I guess five and four would be closer to your dominant hand, so okay, maybe your four is easier to push. So if I'm
1: av- averaging out my ratings now, it's a two, but I, I gave it okay. a four on Goodreads.
2: Okay, Sarah, I'm really padding that rating there. Okay, uh, <laughs> I couldn't really decide when I was doing it on Goodreads. I mean, I gave it a four because I rounded up because that's what you do if you give it if you have 0. 0.5 or higher. It has to be rounded up. Amberly, um, <laughs> I. Th- I think, I don't know. I was between like 3.5 and a 3.75. Again, mostly neutral with a slight positive outlook towards it, feelings towards it. I don't even know how to say that. Um, but yeah, that that was me.
0: Okay. Mine
2: was a three. Not surprised.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it. I read it i will never read it again i don't hate that i have it but like i did spend money on it and i don't have a lot of money these days um but like it's not the worst thing that i could have been reading so that's me all right any other final thoughts nope Well, I'll be impressed if anyone is still listening after nearly 45 minutes of us dragging out this insanity. (laughs) (laughs) And if you are... On that note, our in and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile by Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book pile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also support us on bookshop.org. Our link is available via our social media. You can also email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.